Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Dan Dickow here for the ISO and SB Live Sports. Today being a Wednesday, January 12th, that means it's only one thing. It's Mailbag Wednesday. Each week, I will take questions from listeners of the podcast and answer them as honestly as I can, whether they are questions about my broadcasting, questions that I maybe uh, can answer from my experiences in playing, in a short stint in coaching, or just general observations uh, in the world of sports. Send them my way, Dickow at Scorebook Live on social media at Dick. Dan Dickow 21 or send them on to our Scorebook Live social media teams and they will forward them on and I will get them answered. So as I said, each Wednesday, three questions, answer them up uh, as best I can. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, like, subscribe and review, but let's get right to it. Phil, <coughs> Phil from Salt Lake City asks, have you ever called a game where you feel as if you're rooting against a team? <laughs> that's a good question, and that's actually a, a funny question. That's something that uh, I've been asked a, a number of times. It's also a question that um, early on in my broadcasting career, as as I was really starting to, to call Gonzaga games to, to build my resume, um, I, I kind of had to take that thought and figure out what I wanted to do with it. And what I decided early on was I wanted to call every game as best I could down the middle. So I'm going to point out strengths and weaknesses, positives, um, uh, and bad points um, of each team. And let the kind of viewer decide based on who they're a follower of or who they enjoy watching. Um, you know, what's going on with the action. My job is not to, um, you know, get overly excited for one particular team. I try to be uh, mindful of that during Gonzaga games that, yes, 98% of people that tune into those games are following Gonzaga games. But at the same time, like I said, to build my own career, I, I made a concerted effort early to call it as straight 50-50 down the middle as I can. And I think that really helped me because then once I started calling games for the Pac-12 network, a few games here or there for ESPN or FS1, uh, but now the majority of my games with CBS Sports, um, that's really helped me in, in regards to um, I might know one coach much better than the coach on the other team, but I try to be very fair and very honest in my observations and my coverage um, and my praise as well as um, maybe some of my criticism uh, so that it's, it's as down the middle as possible. So um, that, that's the approach that I've always taken. Now, 
it's different college versus the NBA. Now in the NBA, you've got your, your national crews, your TNTs, your ESPNs um, that try to do that 50-50 right down the middle. Now your local uh, or your hometown team broadcasts, um, guys that I grew up with in the NBA would, would have been the Blazers, a great example. Um, Mike and Mike. Mike Barrett, Mike Rice, unfortunately, they're no longer there. Um, but it, before that, it would have been uh, Steve Jones as the analyst. Yes, when you're an NBA team and you know that you're playing to your local audience, yes, you're, you're going to be uh, a homer to a certain extent. Now, you hope as a fan watching it, and, and if I were ever to be in this position where I was a calling games in that manner. Uh, I would hope that I wouldn't take it over the top, but yes, there is a definite slant and a different definite bias in the way that you would call a game, the way that you would, you know, share your experiences of what you see to the fans during the game towards that team that uh, you're, you're covering. So a uh, great question from Phil. Uh, question from Jeff in Coeur d'Alene. I know you're a big basketball guy, and most of your coverage is on basketball. Occasionally, you touch on football, golf, or baseball, but did you watch the Alabama-Georgia game uh, the other night? And if so, what were your thoughts? Um, you know, I did not. I watched the clips. I followed it a little bit on Twitter. I saw a lot of the post-game um, uh, media coverage, in particular the coverage of uh, the, the clip where um, Nick Saban was sitting there with Bryce Young, and I can't remember the other player, um, and the press conference was ending, and he, he, he stopped real quick and made a couple comments in regards to, yeah, it's a disappointing loss, um, but that loss is not going to define these two guys that are here. They were tremendous throughout the year. They made plays that allowed us to be in that position throughout the year, but also that night. Um, I thought that was tremendous leadership, tremendous coaching from Nick Saban. Um, so that's really the most that I got out of watching or following um, that national title football game. Uh, the big reason I wasn't watching much of it was uh, my son, third grade basketball team, uh, they had practice. So I was at the gym um, running them through practice. Um, you know, my, my one thought that I have in regards to college football as it pertains to the national title game is I think there's too many bowl games. I mean, you know, everybody gets excited about a third of the way through the year, like, hey, we're almost bowl eligible. You have to win half of your games to be eligible to go to a post-game bowl? I mean, wh what are we doing here? Uh, that's basically a participation trophy at that point. You know, the NCAA tournament on the basketball side, 350-some Division One teams – only 68 make it. I still think it needs to transition back down to 64. Um, you know, I think those those last couple at-larges are, are going to power conference schools that don't necessarily need it or haven't earned their way into the tournament. Um, so I would like to see that four teams uh, get taken out of the mix for that. But, you know, I, I, I don't like the fact that those bowl games seem like a participation trophy. Um, there seems to be too many of them. Um, what I would like to see is an eight team football playoff, uh, for college. And I know it's been talked about. Um, I, I think it was great when they moved it to four, 
from my understanding of, of reading some articles and, and, and listening to some different things is we're a few years away before it's truly considered based on how contracts uh, at the college level have been written, both with TV and, you know, all of the, the different entities that have their hands in, in these um, events. So uh, would love to see it get to an eight team um, football playoff. Yeah, hopefully it's a few years sooner than what it's written into contract wise. But I think that would be, that would do wonders. Um, at the end of the day though, I think, I still think you're going to see Alabama um, right there at the end. Cause what Nick Saban does and what he has done both at LSU and then now at Alabama is just awesome. The, the culture of, of work of uh, consistency um, ha- has been tremendous. Uh, and I'm not a, a football fan that follows it weekly. So I, I can't give you a, a ton of the specifics, but I do know kind of from a 30 foot thousand, uh, 30 foot, 30,000 foot level in, in watching it. They're pretty dang impressive. Uh, last question comes from Michael in Spokane. <clears throat> he asks, it seems that you are so busy with multiple businesses, projects in your life that you have very little free time. How do you balance all that in family and what other outside interests do you have? <clears throat> well, Michael, uh, appreciate the question. Um, came in on email. You know, for me, I think it's it's uh, one of those things where – I was very driven as a kid uh, and as a young man, <clears throat> excuse me, to be as good as I could at the game of basketball. I was a really good student. I was driven on the basketball court. So I put everything I could uh, into being as good as I could at the game of basketball. And I really worked at it. And, you know, I've kind of transitioned and taken that uh, ability to really grind and work and, you know, not take no for an answer and uh, just keep plugging away at things um, that I had during my basketball career now into different facets. Um, yeah, there are days where it does seem overwhelming, um, you know, but w- when you look at it, uh, you know, I, I am involved in a couple different businesses. Some of them are very hands off. Some of them are very hands on where, um I have to kind of separate a couple, a little bit of time each day to make sure everything's good with those particular entities. And then with the broadcasting, um, you know, the, the biggest um, time consumer with that is the travel and the travel during the months of November to March. Uh, but as far as the reading and the prepping for the broadcasting, um, the reading and the prepping for, for doing my show, the ISO and connecting with people, uh, the stuff I'm doing for SB live and Gonzaga nation SI, you know, those are conversations. A lot of those are conversations I'm going to have regardless because that's the world that I live in with college basketball coaches and, uh, former teammates and being around the game of basketball. So, um, you know, a lot of it is just staying in touch with, uh, you know, friends and, and former contacts that I've had during the basketball world. Uh, and then with the broadcasting, it's, I, I'm so interested in, in it anyways. I'm going to watch a ton of games. I'm going to read a lot of articles. Uh, I'm going to be on the web constantly watching clips. I'm going to be, you know, um, you know, into it anyways. So that's kind of a an easy foundation for the broadcasting stuff that I do. You know, and then on, on the, on the, interest hobby side i like to play golf don't 
nobody plays as much golf as they would like. I mean, that's just a full disclaimer. I mean, uh, unless you're a PGA Tour pro, you're probably wanting to play more golf. And the crazy thing about it is those PGA Tour pros don't play every day because they understand, you know, the foundational base of workouts, of gearing up their game for certain events, of the fundamental skills that they have to work on with the short game, with the driving range, you know, course management, all those different things. Um, but, you know, I, I really like to get out and play some golf when I can. Uh, our family, we try to get away and do drive vacation trips whenever we can. Um, it's usually centered around a kid's sports activity, but, you know, we'll take a, a an extra day at the front or at the end of, of one of those uh, as a family trip, you know, and then, you know, the other thing for me is with how busy I am. The other thing that's so nice is with all the different things that I have my hand in, um, you know, they're remote. I can, I can do this podcast from a hotel room. Um, just take a green screen with me. I can talk to coaches while I'm going down the, the road, driving to pick up my kids from school. Um, you know, it's not like I've got a, a, a job sitting at a desk where, you know, I'm tied to that from 8.30 till 3.30, for example, if I was, you know, in the financial world. there There's a lot of flexibility to be able to get done what I need to do wherever I am at that time. So I've been blessed um, to be able to kind of have my hands in a lot of things. I enjoy it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that provides a lot of challenges that hopefully, um, you know, uh, continues to be successful in different ways. So appreciate the question, Michael. Um, again, listeners out there, you got a question, send it to me, dickow at scorebooklive.com. Hit me up on social medias at dandickow21. We're continuing to provide some great content on the ISO. We're going to start releasing this uh, as a video with some of the interviews on our Gonzaga Nation SI channel in the very near future. Um, so check that out as well. Um, appreciate you listening. Like, subscribe, and review. So for the ISO and SB Live Sports, I'm Dan Dicker. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.